1: Hello. Hello, this is Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osha Ginsburg, and thanks for being a part of the show. This is a podcast that helps to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. Something you hear on this show will do that. We've been doing that every week, more than once a week. Since 2013, there's 10 years of podcasts to get stuck into, and some of them are fucking fantastic. Uh, we're back with fresh guests, brand new guests in a couple of days. I'm just wrapping up the 23 ideas for 2023, which is a running theme on the show for the past couple of years now, right after Wolfie was born, I did 20 ideas for 2020 and it's been going every year. And now to the point where it's not just one episode, it's become five episodes because I think about this stuff a lot. All right. And because I'm fascinated by possibility And I like to look for possibility everywhere. I like, and I'm not great at it, so I try to practice it all the time. Sometimes I can get very stuck in my perception of a situation. I try very hard to make sure that, am I looking at this from every angle? So I look for possibility wherever I can. And when there's possibility, there is options. If there is nothing but fear or status quo, there's no options. There's keep going with a thing that is either not great for everybody or is terrifying or don't do it because it's frightening. That's it. You're binary. If you look at things through the eyes of possibility, you have plenty of other things to look at. What if we did this? What if we did that? What if we did this and that? So I'm fascinated by possibility. And at number 20 on the 23 ideas for 2023, it's this. Wouldn't it be fascinating if like we have parking zones near uh, a beach or a football ground where like on game day, you can't park there or during the summer, you can't park there for too long? What if like that, we have city councils put up signs indicating the streets near a river or a creek or an ocean, if there's a storm surge, that will flood. That way, when you're looking for a house, you can make a call on whether or not you're willing to take the risk of not insuring your property or potentially heaps of annual insurance on your property. I I think it's important. Like because even when we bought this house, the the maps were hard to find. And those maps, I guess they might need updating at this point. And, you know, can you talk to locals about what happened over 2022, about what happened when all the floods came and where the water got to and what was the problems and which roads got cut off and which roads got destroyed and which roads are vulnerable? Like, I think it's important that sort of stuff can be signed. That would make, show that councils take it seriously and, you know, keep us all kind of aware of what What's going on? We have no hat, no play written on the wall of this playground. You know, we take sun cancer seriously. So let's take this kind of seriously. I guess the same could also be said for council areas where noise from adult humans having adult fun, for example, I don't know, a pub that has music on something louder than a Bluetooth speaker, or a restaurant or a cafe where people are enjoying beautiful food, each other's company, and hilarious stories where they laugh loudly. What if there were signs in council areas that say it's going to be noisy here because adults do adult things at night time? Sydney's inner city, the city I live in, the city I love, has been reamed by the shutdown of pubs and clubs. The cultural impact of no longer having people from across the city, from different cohorts, different age groups, different suburbs, from no longer having those people come together And be exposed to other people who look different from them, dance different from them, but are dancing to the same music or the same stage show or the same gig or eat at the same restaurant. The cultural impact of having that is not to be underestimated. Unfortunately, for a large part of my city of Sydney, that is lost. And it's so sad. Real estate's a fine investment. I've invested. I live in in my investment. Real estate's often valuable because of the things around it, the location of that real estate. There are cities that I have visited in the world where the sound of the people in that city all out at night, having conversations, laughing, enjoying themselves, that is a part of the culture of that city, part of what makes that city that city, part of what makes that city somewhere that I would want to travel to. In Brisbane, where I grew up, and a city I also love, Brisbane did a cracking job of protecting the music scene there by basically, they called it, I think they call it the Valley Precinct. It became law there a couple of years, maybe 20 years ago now. That pub noise that you hear, yeah. That doesn't detract from the value of your real estate. It's what makes your real estate valuable. So sleep tight and drift off to the sound of violent Soho, having a huge gig down the street because it's ultimately making you money while you close your eyes, okay? Yeah, council signs. Twenty-one. Ooh, this is a goodie. (laughs) I did think of this one the other day. We were in Tarot, T-A-R-R-O, which is the edge of the Hunter Valley. Uh, We were trying to get around some traffic and we went inland and and found this place uh, because Wolf wanted an ice cream, wanted to get out of the car for a while. So we went and played on this playground at a place called Tarot. It was like a 34-degree day and I reckon we could touch maybe 30% of the playground. The rest of it, fucking forget it. So, wouldn't it be fascinating if we had all new playground equipment water-cooled? Stay with me. There are parts of Western Sydney that have clocked playground equipment that is so hot it will burn your skin. That's now. What will it be like in 20 years from now? When the landscaping is done to install the equipment, you know, with that great spongy play surface. So, under that spongy play surface, we put in essentially geothermal. So we dig a two meter deep trench, about 30 meters in length, like a big, big loop essentially around the playground, lay out slinky PVA pipe in that trench, about hundred meters of it or so, hook it up to a solar powered heat pump, plenty of solar panel roof uh, above the shading for the park, I'm sure. And then run that cooled liquid through the pipes and the slides that make up the playground. So mod play or whatever, those you know, amazing places that make these playground equipments, the pipes that hold it all together, those are the pipes that run the coolant. There's a few benefits here. For one, our kids can play in the park all year round without the fear of butt burn. No fun. Nobody likes to slide so hot that it burns the back of your legs. No fun at all. Another is that if the funding for this comes from local, state or federal government, we could mandate that the pumps are manufactured here in Australia. So we immediately create an onshore industry for these incredibly efficient devices, which unbelievable energy-saving tech, which will help us as a country just do so well. If we make our own heat pumps onshore, it'd be a very good idea. There has to be hundreds, if not thousands of kids' playgrounds across the country that would be eligible for this, all right? So instantly, there's an industry built. Instantly, you're teaching people how to build these heat pumps, which are unbelievably efficient compared to uh, traditional air conditioners and heaters, to be honest. And finally, who goes to parks? Besides young people doing nangs at night, who goes to parks? People with young families, they go there to tire out their children before a nap. Exactly the kind of people who are quite likely to look at moving into a new home or renovate the home they're in as their family grows. If we're able to demonstrate how efficient these systems are in a public space, we are able to show not tell how truly game-changing it is and therefore, do we put in a a three head you know split system reverse cycle air conditioner that sucks 40 kilowatt hours a day or do we put in one of these I'd love to be able to demonstrate it like that I think about a lot as I'm running around playing space aliens on tube slides I love it <laughs> I yeah thankfully they do make the, many parts of those parks they make them big enough for grown-ups to get into because I'd spend a lot of my time in those tubes and slides with wolf playing adventures it's pretty awesome okay number 22 this is about our country wouldn't it be fascinating if we didn't wait for the next british monarch to die or an election or a referendum we just sought out january 26th by ourselves and we do that by celebrating january 1st as the day that australia as we know it came into an existence the Dayak constitution came into force in 1901, a constitution that will hopefully soon include an Indigenous voice to parliament, and maybe one day, one day, will also include an Australian as a head of state. Nations are just ideas or stories held simultaneously by a large group of people. There's no such thing as a country. There isn't. It's just a group of people who decide it is, and a group of people who outside of that group go, oh, that's that over there. So we've all just decided that countries are countries. Countries don't even need to be located geographically proximal to each other. All right. The values of that nation, the things that are culturally important, the rituals, the songs, the dances, the food, the sport, the ceremonies, the story, they travel with people wherever they go. All right. Take the pressure off January 26th and instead make January 1st a far more massive, more meaningful celebration for all of us. We could even rename it Celebration Day. You can choose to celebrate whatever you want, whatever you want, in whatever way to show what you love about this place. However this place is valuable to you and to your family, that's all good, celebrate it. Celebrate how we can move forward together as a country, this nation of immigrants living on the land of the oldest continuous culture on earth. Celebrate how your greatest of great grandparents came here on a boat with sails and built a life for themselves in a way which was seen as worthwhile at the time. Celebrate that. Celebrate what you're doing with that legacy, however you want to. It's okay. Of course, there'll be another public holiday. I'm looking at, you know, we'll put another one after that, all right? So it's not just New Year's Day. No, it's Celebration Day. The best New Year's parties I've been to have always been a day party on January 1st anyway. Day parties are the way forward. Come on. Way better having a day party on January 1st. And also, there's some pretty epic songs already about Celebration Day. You can choose between Led Zeppelin, Cool uh, and the Gang, Colin and Oak. She did a cover of that. We could even write our own. January 1st, Celebration Day. Let's make that happen. Wouldn't that be fun? To wrap up 23 ideas for 2023, how about we actually have meaningful, meaningful company tax reform here in Australia? You cannot seriously expect an everyday Australian to take their tax return declaration, their tax form. You can't expect us to take it seriously when massive companies like, like Woodside, for example, they make $6.7 billion in revenue, yet apparently only make $157 million in profit and still pay no tax. So $6.7 billion in revenue with $157 million in profit but paying no tax. Like, that's taking the piss. To put that in perspective, that's like me selling something for $100 only to make two dollars thirty, if your business is operating at a two percent margin, you're up shit creek. Like that's just bonkers there's got to be something we can do about that. If you're an overseas company operating in Australia, maybe i don't know, make it a condition of their presence that they either either ho- operate at a profit ratio that's not taking the piss out of the rest of us or they're only able to declare losses up to a certain percentage of their earnings. Like that's like some of these fossil fuel companies that pay zero tax on billions of dollars of revenue from fossil fuels they've taken out of our country that we don't see. So all that stuff is leaving our country and we don't get a cent. Fuck no. That is ridiculous. There is there is no way that that is okay. None at all. I'm not saying nationalized things. You know, some countries have done that. But using profit from fossil fuel returns has lifted countries in the Gulf from like living, literally living in tents in the 1950s to now having the highest buildings in the world, the most incredible quality of life, unbelievable healthcare. I'm gobsmacked. Absolutely gobsmacked. Oh, I think I've got another one up my sleeve. Yeah, I've got another one up my sleeve. All right. So this is 23 and a half. You're getting one more. So 23 and a half. This is about buying things again. Wouldn't it be fascinating if we subtly change the way that we pay for things that have a fixed price? For example, a gap fee for the doctor. Between Medicare, your insurance, and if you have insurance, and the doctor's fee, there's often a gap, which we as a patient, we, we need to cover. So how would it feel if when seeing your doctor, for example, part of the deal is you pay the same gap that you would pay otherwise, but you pay that for the next patient, Paying the gap. Say they're making up your bill after you see the doctor, and a receptionist says, He says to you, uh, the gap's $65, and that's already been paid for you by the person who just saw your doctor before you. You saw them when they walked out. The nice bloke, brown jacket. That person paid for your gap. The person who's going in right after you is right over there. Her gap is also uh, $65. Would you like to pay that for her? So the doctor still gets paid, you still pay what you would pay anyway but there's an added element. You're seeing your doctor for free out of the kindness of a stranger. And someone after you sees the doctor for free out of the kindness of someone who's a stranger to them. If you've ever done Vipassana meditation, that's how those those courses work. You take the Vipassana meditation course for free. There's no charges for the courses, not even to cover the cost of the food or the accommodation when you stay there. All of your expenses when you take those courses are met by donations from people who, having just completed a course and experienced the benefits of Vipassana, want to give other people that opportunity to benefit. They're still paying, but it creates a shift in the way that people appreciate and approach the learning, which is, I guess, why they do it. They didn't pay for it, so they address it slightly differently. They're like, oh, I paid for this, so therefore I can do what I want with it. I don't know, somebody else paid for this for me, so I need to show this person respect by doing it. I wonder how we as a community would change if we started not only having things paid for us by strangers, but also being given the chance to pass that same gift onto another, knowing that it would come back to us again. Is that 24 ideas? Look at that, 24 ideas for 2023 sorry, I did one extra. (laughs) And that's it. I think about this stuff a lot, but clearly you do too. The amount of people that write to me saying they love these episodes and have listened to all of them. I know I'm not alone. And I hope that listening to these is, I don't know, just kind of maybe change the way you think about things, maybe encourage you to think about how you might mix and match and try and do things differently as well. Because I think it's fascinating. And wouldn't life be fascinating if we did a few things around our world differently? Thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you for listening. We've got some big plans ahead for 2023. The live shows are on the way. Yeah, tickets. If there's any tickets left, I don't know, I recorded this a couple of days back. If there's any tickets left, you can find them in the show notes. There's tickets uh, for the next couple of Fridays. We're doing it also in February. It's a live satirical news show, which I'm really, really excited about. And I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks heaps for listening. Have a great one. Look after yourself. Keep thinking. Let me know what you thought of the show. You can find us on Discord. All the links are in the show notes to live shows as well as Discord. Thanks for being a part of it. Until I see you next week, we're back on Monday with a brand new guest. I can't remember who it is because I'm not in my house recording this. It's someone awesome. But we've got fresh episodes, big things happening in 2023. Let's fucking go.